Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Life and Limb, episode 10. My name is Chuck Anderson, and I'm joined for the very first time live today, um, as in he's sitting right here with me. Live. By David Allen. Hi. What's up, David? <laughs> Nothing. How's it going? It's going good. Um, let's turn up a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I'm in Chicago. David is in Chicago. I feel like a total radio host right now because me and David are looking at each other. I can look <laughs> into your eyes. And so this will definitely be the best uh, audio quality of any interview I've done so far because I got a separate mic for this. And so David, uh, we're not doing a, I'm not doing a monologue for this episode. I told David I would just jump right in here. So uh, David, who are you? <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Who am I? I, don't, I have no idea. I am an artist. I'm a father. I'm a dad to Xavier. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's all I got. And father and an artist. Father and an artist. Nice and simple. Um, so you and I met each other years ago when I first started freelancing. Um, David, where did you even find my work? Oh, the internet. Okay. Yeah. The brilliance. The brilliance. Oh, was it really? Yeah, oh, yeah. so you knew the brilliance mm -hmm. before. Okay. So David hired me. David worked as, were you art or creative director? Um, I gave myself the title. Okay. So I was amazing. Okay. Uh, art, art director. Art director. Yeah. Okay. So um, David was art director for a magazine called HM. And uh, David hired me at one point to do an editorial illustration for HM magazine. Um, for uh, illustration of a band called Zeo, which Zeo. was this like Christian metal band, yeah. um, which was kind of what the magazine was all about. But tell me about how you got started at H and M. H and M. I keep I keep doing it. H and M. &M. Is good. <laughs> you were a manager at an H and M. Uh huh. <laughs> I liked I like having people model for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I uh, I was in college. I was doing the college thing, and I always had work on the side, just like you, always putting yourself out there. And I was kind of approached with the opportunity. So I never finished school. I think I have six hours left if I wanted to. But Where, in, What school? I went to Illinois State. Oh, that's right. University. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I lived down in Bloomington for a year. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Bloomington normal. There. Yep. Very normal. What was your degree? What would you go for? Uh, just graphic design. Yeah. Yeah. Emphasis. Whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't go much. Um, so I ended up just taking the job and didn't finish. And I, I moved to Austin, Texas. For the job? For the job. For HM Magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd you find the job posting or whatever? No, no. I, um, it had been emails kind of back and forth. Okay. You know, the opportunity was kind of thrown at me. Um, His email, I don't know. He had my name from somebody and then uh, it wasn't a good paying job mm -hmm. necessarily, but I knew I knew it was a chance for me to springboard onto something else. Yeah. You know, having was, that. Was you know, HM the first time you did design and art and stuff for... Get, and, and got paid for it? Was that your first experience? No, I um, at 19, I was hired by Atlantic Records to do freelance graphic design for a band. Mm. Um, was that for P-O-D? Yeah, Table on Death. <laughs> um, that, having that on your resume helps mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. There's a point where it's, I just always wanted to draw, but yeah. there's not money in that. Yeah. So you just try to get shit on your resume. Yeah. Stuff. So when you were a kid... And before going to college and stuff, what was your experience with art? Did you draw like when you were young? It's yeah. weird asking you this stuff because David and I have known each other for a long time. So I'm like, I always have to like reset and act like I'm, like, I'm getting to know not, someone for the first time I or like refreshing and stuff. But I did. I drew, <clears throat> I drew too much. I, um, I'm kind of, I have ADD. So I was the kid that would draw in class when 
the teacher was talking. Mm-hmm. And back then, you know, you get in trouble for that, but yeah. that's how I pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've always, I've always done that. I've always sketched. Um, I was more into recreating an image as opposed to just figuratively drawing something and pulling it out of my head. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, no worries. Doing this, so we're doing this live, and again with this mic here, I've got like music that was about to start playing in a second. Oh, good in job. the recording, so probably good. That would have been probably. great. Um, yeah, I was the same way, and a lot of people were like in school, like you, you felt like you you wouldn't take anything, and if you tried to pay attention, you might even take a little bit, and if you were drawing or doing something else, like it's almost like you're over, you're you're focusing too much on having to focus, right? And you're not even thinking about yeah. the actual subject. And the anxiety of like having to focus as a student yep. melts away if you're like a s- extremely right-brained person like you and I both are and like you can suddenly just like your brain simplifies itself almost <laughs> like right. and allows you to take anything in what's up oh i i was looking at the that's the uh yeah so we're watching this, i feel i feel like is it a distraction to have a waveform running it is in front of, yeah. i apologize no, listeners no. No, this is going to be a different sounding interview. How about this? Is this better? We'll screensaver. Screensaver. <laughs> ADD. Like right now we're talking about the screensaver. Yeah. That's exactly. Great. I like how that went. Tangent. So, yeah. So uh, you drew and you eventually got this job after not really finishing up school at Illinois State and at HM. Um what was your experience like there as an art director? And like, what do you feel like that being a very first job and not having gone through the ringer of like... I don't know. You know, a lot of people get like quote unquote junior design jobs or like an intern job at some right. like crappy little local agency or something like that. Like um, getting thrown into like an art director position so quickly at a pretty young age. Like how old are you? I, I was, I don't know, 22? Yeah. Maybe 22. Um, I had always hustled and done stuff on the side to make my own money. Um, ran my own website. I, I, I think business, the business aspect took time for me to acquire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Having that though, and going into a situation where I was in charge of other designers, or even helping with writers, or our layout format, um, it was it was scary. But you kind of just consume the best of what's already out there, and then you try to make it your own. Yeah. Um, I like I like the pressure. I like being thrown into the fire. Mm. So I kind of threw myself in even more. Yeah. I acted like I could take it when I wasn't sure if yeah. I could. But I knew I'd be okay. Did you know how to? What were, were you using Quark or InDesign or like what was your? Uh, I came thing? and he was using Quark, Quark, Quark okay. Express, yeah. and um, I'm always trying to push it. And at that point, I'm like, dude, you got to check out InDesign. Um, and he wasn't having it. Like he, yeah. you know, this is he, what nine like or in two thousand. When, when is this? So I, I don't think, know. Like the time frame for this, because like InDesign, it was just. It was brand new. It right. was like yeah, 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 and you could export as a PDF. Yeah, yeah, which you could FTP it to your to the printer as yeah. opposed to mailing it off. Okay. Blew See, I never everyone's did, like, layout mind. stuff. So I never oh, like, yeah. I'd never even used Quark in my life. Like, oh yeah. You're not ever. missing. I went straight Photoshop and never did the layout stuff. So. It's amazing how antiquated it feels. Yeah. Um, even InDesign too, at that point, but Adobe knew what they were doing as far as yeah. streamlining yeah, a, yeah, li- yeah. a little bit. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, how long were you at HM before you well how long were you there because obviously uh, we're gonna get into all tattooing stuff but like three or four years i think yeah uh it, you'll you'll get this quick with me i'm really bad at time mm-hmm. um my memory is it seems to prioritize itself on its own yeah so i, I don't know but i think three or four years yeah so three or four years at a magazine and then i mean you went straight into it tattooing like after the magazine right i mean there well, was a pretty i mean not straight into like okay i'm a tattoo artist now there's obviously right. 
segue there but like what was the what was the leap basically like what like what spurred you to leave that and like start a tattooing career because there was a small in between what it was was um hm was great but it was a desk job Mm -hmm. and i i can hang for a while but that's not where i wanted to be that's not where i wanted to invest my time so i moved back to to home i moved back to indiana Mm -hmm. near chicago um and being there, I did a lot of freelance. I did websites. I did print. Anything to make money, you know. Mm-hmm. To, right, um, of course. And I was married. Um, and my ex-wife got pregnant. And we were so excited. And my son was born early. And then I, it kind of it inspires you. You do a lot of soul searching. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you be an example when yeah. you're a terrible human being? Right, right, right. Um, so I or at wanted, least you feel like you're a terrible human yeah, being. Yeah, I was. You're like, uh, I'm not. I can't be a dad, right? Um, and I didn't have a dad. Uh, so I realized the drawing was where my heart was. So if there was a way to make money doing that, mm-hmm. why not pursue that? Why not be happy with what I yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was doing a website for a tattoo shop, mm. and so I went actually and kind of just I don't know shot him the idea, and he was for it. They had just fired their apprentice that day. Getting a foot in the door in the tattoo industry is, dif- is difficult. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of already had that, and he didn't know that I could draw. He didn't yeah. know what skill level I came yeah. in with, but he um, he accepted it. Yeah. And, and so, like, you pretty much. So, I mean, you know, with this show, I always try and like bring out in people kind of like what it was that they got their start with or who helped them along the way. And some people have kind of these, you know, very general vague stories or it's not something they can super put their finger on, which is totally fine. Like that's their situation. Um, Or, you know, maybe it just happens really organically over time because they put in a lot of hard work and everybody does, but it's always really interesting when like someone gives them like you the thumbs up so that you even can put in the hard work. Like you can't put in a hard, hard work as a tattoo artist like in your bedroom on your own, like you might be able to do really great drawing or painting or whatever, but the opportunity to hold a needle and put it on someone's skin has to be given to you. You got to be. prove yourself. So yep. you obviously were able to do that to an extent with the, right. who, who kind of let you in. Like uh, the, they trusted you. The beauty in it um, for me now looking back is that I really thought he knew my work. He was familiar with my sketching, with my mm-hmm. drawing. I did a lot of cross hatching, but he didn't know that at all. Um, he knew my design principles a little, uh-huh. But more than that, um, he knew me as a person. So he 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 believed in me. He right. agreed. He's that, like, I can know, have this guy around the shop. I know this guy. Yeah. yeah. And and the value in that is is incredible. And I came in, you know, from being art director to cleaning toilets. Yeah. You know, and I told him That's his crazy. name is Drew. Like yeah. I was I, I said, I don't I don't want to do this. I don't want them to know my background. I just want to come in and and start from scratch. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you can't you have to earn that respect. Right. Yeah. Especially in tattooing. It's there. Like, there is an old now respect. I mean, you for like even if you're like an ex, an ex, you know, extreme talent. I feel like there's there's got. I mean, and I'm not in that world, but to me, it seems like you, you like you got to put your time in. Oh yeah, oh, like yeah. you're a rookie for a, a little while there. Um, there's there's the traditional um, view just because of the industry and how it started, but also there is a value in this job, being as I can go anywhere in the world and if i have quality and if my portfolio speaks mm-hmm. i can get a job wherever right right it's a craft it's a trade yeah and and they want to know that you respect that yeah and you see the value in that and so they put you through the ringer mm-hmm. um some of it there's no need for right. some of it I, I get yeah yeah and depends who you're dealing with like and this is in any industry but because tattooing is so hands-on no pun intended but like so you know with the people i mean there's no way 
to have technology. Um, I mean, it's not like, Hey, like these new tools are coming out to make tattooing so much easier for these young kids nowadays. Like that's one art that's still, mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's been advancements in like machines has, and like but, stuff like that, but like, you know, at the end of the day, it's you and your gun, like your tattoo gun and like sitting there buzzing on somebody. Yeah. The machine. You got to learn how to do that. Like, right. Exa- yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I was excited about that. I like technology. I like gadgets. So I would, I would, I invested in some of the, you know, the best machines I yeah. could possibly get. And it, it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's like you're, watching you're, like someone with a, like a really crappy Toys R Us plastic guitar. You but have no idea. Amazing guitar player. You're right. like, all right. Right. Obviously the biggest tool here is not the. No, it's like, you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm right. the biggest tool. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> so. Um, so, I mean, you're first, I'm trying to remember, I looked this up. I think you you said this somewhere. Your first tattoo you did <laughs> on a guy, uh-huh. uh, and it was it was oh, I can't remember now. This is my, I, I was supposed to remember to commit this to memory better and not look at any notes or something. What was the very first? The it was a drunk ta- drunk piano. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And a, you said it was okay if it was a little wavy because he was drunk. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right, it's right. from a Tom Waits song. The piano's yeah. been drinking. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. So where was it? Who was that? And was that as an apprentice, like your first tattoo? It like was. The, uh, you do them for free, and the um, the person knows the that. victim. The vi- yeah. I, I actually was going to say that, and I avoided it. So thanks for. <laughs> um, the victim knows that. So and and eventually you'll touch it up. Yeah, yeah. And and it's free until the shop deems your work worthy of right. the shop name, and yeah, then you charge. Sure. Um, it was my old roommate, uh, Josh McCormick. He's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. We lived together for a while, and it's on his back. So he, it's he a good can't, place he for can't like see the it. First. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How big was it? Like, give me like a reference. Like a palm, like a palm size. Okay. A baby palm. And it was a piano. <laughs> a no. baby's palm? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a piano. Uh, his tongue was hanging out, and he had a top hat on. Yeah. It was silly. Okay. Yeah. So was that a rush? It really was. Like it I, was intimidating. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I've had quite a few people, when I've asked people like, oh, you know, what type of people do you want, do you think would be cool to interview? Like what types of, you know, creative types of people or whatever. And I've had probably like the most suggestions or like questions have been like, oh, you should get like some tattoo artists on. Tattooers, and I right. think there's a real fascination with people about like the general rush that comes with tattooing. And normally you ask people who are being tattooed, like, oh, is that a rush? Like, right. you know, does it, is it kind of like a high while you're being tattooed and stuff? But like, I can't imagine anything compares to the first time you're putting the ink on someone else. Like that's got to be a trip. Yeah, it becomes commonplace, but I, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget that. Um, every skill that you've acquired and used, you, I think it helps. And and in my head, I, I I knew I would utilize that, and I you know I could pull this off. I'll do a really good first tattoo, um, but you just don't know, man. Like yeah. you're you're worried about depth. Depth is an issue you don't even know about. Like how hard to push? Like how hard depth, to push? Like, how how deep does the needle go? Like right, how do you right. set it out? How yeah. how do I tune the machine to fit the skin? Mm. Every skin has different density. It yeah. responds different. Right. Um. I mean, and that's depending on on so many things. It like, depends on yeah. And, I mean, and, ethnicity affects like yeah, the way that stuff takes like exactly. skin skin color like how fidgety someone is. Like there's so many factors. They it's like sweat. the opposite of sitting down with a piece of paper. I mean, it is like. <laughs> That's where my, um I, I've seen, and this is probably jumping ahead, but my ADD has helped a lot where there are so many variables that you take in. It's mm-hmm. like multitasking. Yeah. Um, you, you do have to, you do have to feel them out and how they're responding, right. be it just naturally or if they're holding their breath right, or right, if they're, right. you know, farting on you, <laughs> you know, Which, you, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, you just, yeah. you kind of, you go with it. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that aspect. Yeah. But that was very intimidating. It was yeah. very uh, nerve-wracking. Did he like? Did you like it? Did he like no, it? No, I didn't like no. it. No. Was he like, cool, man, it's your first one, no worries. Like, yeah, he was... It takes the right type of person to be like, oh, man, it's all good. He's like, just laid back. He, yeah. yeah. He knew what he was getting himself yeah. into. Yeah, yeah, So, So, uh, that was the first one, was uh-huh. the piano on an old roommate's back. That's a pretty safe, you know, yeah. size-wise, the guy you're doing it on and stuff. But Not too big. I think one of the first... I think one of the things that people really get curious about, and I get curious about when it comes to, like, tattoo artists, especially when you're starting out, is, um, you know, that... Like, I mean, that was, so that was kind of getting over an initial hump of like putting ink on someone for the very first time. Right. But then there's the second time. And then like, what, when is it that you feel like you're hitting a stride and like, how long did it, how long were you an apprentice before you were like, I'm David Allen tattoo artist. I mean, <laughs> you probably still feel like you got to, you know, I know everybody feels like, oh, I'm not th- where I want to be yet. But at some point yeah. you were apprentice. And then at one point you were no longer apprentice. You were like guy that people are calling to get tattoo. I mean, so what was that phase? Like, it's, it's relative for every person. Yeah. Um, based on how you advance. I I went in a little cocky. I'll admit that. Um I pick up I pick up stuff pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um but the learning curve was really steep. Yeah. It still is. Uh six months. Mm-hmm. And then I was tattooing for pay. Okay. Is um, that pretty average? I mean No. It's taking it's people really apprentice different. for a lot longer. It's really yeah. different. Yeah. Or if the shop needs you someone, they'll, cocky, they'll throw man. you in. I don't just have like apprentices on this show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it really depends. It's it's relative based on yeah. the mentor who's teaching yeah. you. or And and if, let's say, the shop loses a guy and suddenly right. they need someone up front. Yeah. Well, suddenly then, pressure's dude, on. Dude, you're tattooing yeah, yeah. in right, two right, months. Right, right. So. so I want to ask you about the type of shop you were at when you started. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to where you're at now. But where you're at now, just to give people a point of reference, like where you're at now is very much like a private studio that, I mean, I've been over there. Like you wouldn't right. know it's there. You don't just walk in, be like, hey, I'm here to get a peace sign on my toe. Like it's like, no, no, no. Like you've been talking to the handful of artists that work there, mapping out what you want. You right. set your time, you set your you know appointment five months in advance or whatever it is. Um, but I, I just like kind of earning respect from tattoo artists, like you got to earn your way to get into a place like that. Yeah, yeah. And anybody who takes tattooing seriously, I think that's like a dream spot to be in is to like have a, essentially a studio. That's like a very private feel and it's you and a client that's more intimate. So, okay. So that's jumping way ahead where you're at now, but right. tell me about like the shop you were the, where, where was the first shop? Was it, it was in Indiana. Indiana. Um, was it, it the one that you tattooed me at first? Uh-huh, Bluebird. Yeah, Bluebird. Okay. It's a, it's a street shop environment. It's still Indiana. It's not the city. Yeah. It's not Chicago. Yep. So, um, but there are walk-ins and you're dealing with random anything. Right. And right. I actually like that. It's it's like being in a cover band where someone comes in. Yeah, interesting. And yeah. and here's or the piece. Karaoke or, or karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just... And you and you nail it. And and every piece you try to find, I don't know. You can get bored really easy, so you try to find some kind of value or yeah, yeah. use it as a lesson or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Huh. I loved it. And if anything, I learned more how to deal with people, mm-hmm. how to pay attention, how to translate what they wanted. Yeah. Um, cause you want every client to be happy. Obviously right, of course. Yeah. people will leave happy even if they get a terrible tattoo just because they kind of <laughs> have to like it. Yeah. They're stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you really learn how to read people and mm. some people don't articulate or they can't communicate what they want necessarily. Right. Yeah. And you have to pull it out of yeah. them. Yeah. Now, and it. A lot of tattoo artists, I mean, it's so, um, I mean, it's like anything, like everybody's different, but I think the thing with the tattoo artist is they got to deal with people all day. And even if you're a super talented right. tattoo artist, I mean, that can obviously carry you and you can still be kind of a dick and be a, a, tat- <laughs> a good tattoo artist. Yes, like that's, yeah. that works, you know, that happens all the time. Right. Um, but I think being good with people or knowing how to calm someone down or just how to like get someone 
to where they're like a good canvas for you or whatever, it probably is an acquired skill. So like, did you go into it feeling when you first started, like, like you were good with people already? Or did you feel like, all right, I'm in for like learning tattooing, but I also have to like, I really need to focus on, on like, on like getting to know how to interact with people when they're sitting there. I'm better one-on-one. Yeah. I'm better one-on-two, maybe three. Um, I recharge alone, mm-hmm. kind of an introvert. Yeah, but I love, I enjoy a person and and, and feeling them out and reading them. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had that. I. It's in my nature to serve. I'm kind of a. It's just my personality, kind yeah. of almost too empathetic. Yeah. It was difficult for it, me to actually hurt somebody. Hmm. That was so hard. So hmm. I had a tendency to not go deep enough. It would be too light, and hmm. it would come back, and I'd have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you learn how to not balk, how to just nail it and get yeah. it done. Um. Yeah, I had to learn. I had to learn, but I also kind of had it. So it was a balance of the right. two. Yeah, yeah. But learning how to um, to feel it in the middle of tattooing, uh, to to feel them breathing different, sometimes even to That's follow their breathing. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. tattooing on the stomach or an area that is affected, like mm-hmm. I'll I'll change my breathing to match theirs. Yeah, uh, you develop almost a sixth sense with. Yeah. With, yeah, and you know when someone's gonna pass out, the skin changes color mm-hmm. or it gets a little uh, get flush or red or they're just kind of sweat. It's a little slimy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, I I don't know about you in terms of dealing with people. I feel like I'm you know I'm I'm pretty good with people. I just I feel like what you're describing though is something that you if you're gonna take tattooing seriously, it's like an art. It's an art form that you have to. You know, you can already be pretty good with people, but to sit down and, and, and draw on someone basically in a permanent way, like they're, even if they don't think they're, if they're coming in for something more superficial or whatever, they're still like, you know, going to remember you forever. It's intimate. You know? yeah, it, it's, it really is. And yeah. even if you disassociate yourself, I know a lot of tattooers that kind of step back and they yeah. just see it as the art. And I get that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's still very intimate. Yeah. No matter what. Even on if every you're level. in a crowded room, there's you and this other person. When someone comes in, they innately trust you. Yeah. Right, right. That's a barrier, a boundary that mm-hmm. usually is acquired and takes time. Yeah. So just to bypass that initially, mm-hmm. that's a big deal and that's yeah. a responsibility. Yeah. So skipping ahead from that first one that you did and then like the ones that you did as you were an apprentice, I'm sure you did like all sorts of different stuff like walk-ins of like, you know, I don't know, like logos or like mm-hmm. random logos. little animals Chicago and, you yeah. know, just all sorts of random stuff. Um, but you started, I mean, you're now kind of, you know, people go to you for realism or for, uh, I, I would say in general, realism is kind of like your forte, mm-hmm. um, but in an abstract sense too. Um, and at some point, you know, a lot of tattoo artists go into it and they're like, I'm going to be a new school guy. Like I want to do, you know, like the classic kind of stuff, or I want to do, you know, more new school style, very colorful or whatever. How did you come to kind of the style, the style you know, quote unquote, the style or the, I mean, because I know you, you are a very versatile artist yourself as Thank well, you. but you. with tattooing, like, I feel like when you look at your portfolio, like you'd go get something from you. Like I wanted stuff done by you because I wanted like clean, smooth, real kind of realistic black and white depth and texture. And I think a lot of people come to you for that, but you also do like super colorful stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyways... All that said, like when when were you like starting to feel like okay, this is the David Allen tattoo vibe? Like like I, I don't even know I don't even know if co- I have that yet, but yeah. I, I've heard that I do. I, I think I think was if it, you attach it, yourself to it, yeah, uh, to every piece, um, to find a way to make it your own, mm-hmm. 
uh, it, it kind of just comes out that way. I, I, I do feel fortunate in the sense that I haven't tried to approach a specific style. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I hate to even say like your style, but I, I mean, uh, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. A lot of people do though. They, yeah. they approach a specific style and they'll come at it and that's their, that's their thing. Right. 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 Or even traditional like Americana. It's beautiful. Right. It's illustrative. Yeah. That's a specific take. Yeah. Um, I and just, you can get really good at that. And there's guys who do that and it's not oh, it's that incredible. good. And you see it up close and it's like your lines are crisp. Your colors right. filled in perfectly. Very technical. Yeah. Proficient, yeah. sometimes quick. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. I yeah. appreciate it. It's just not my thing. Right. Um, there are fundamentals that are important. Uh, in other art forms, you don't worry about longevity as much. So right, you learn how to, how to get it in yeah, there, yeah. Um, make it last even on even on a detailed level. Mm. But you, you just kind of come, you come into your own. As long as you really put yourself into everything it sounds cheesy man but if you really are caring about what you do mm-hmm. uh, something comes out yeah yeah right it I, just I, happens yeah i feel fortunate though because i know guys i have friends that are light years beyond me but mm-hmm. they don't know their own voice yeah and i'm a little adamant about what i like yeah i'm yeah. very picky I'm, right I, I know that yeah i think that helps me though when i when i choose yeah so who are some of the artists um well, here, let me give you two questions. Who are some of the, um, before we go to um, like art style and uh-huh. art inspiration or historical, like kind of like the, you know, stuff that inspired you just an artistic level, who are some of the tattoo artists that when you were like first getting into tattooing, yeah. when you were an apprentice, when you were like a year into it and you were doing it paid, like who are the people who you were like someday, you know, so, like I want, I want to be, have other people think of me the way I'm thinking of this person or these people or whatever. Who are some of those artists that like really stuck out to you in the beginning there? There's a guy, Adam Barton. Adam Barton, um, his black and gray blew my mind, but he also could mix uh, like traditional Americana with almost a new school, whatever new school means. He um, he could blend styles mm-hmm. kind of seamlessly. Yeah. He was on top of his yeah. shit. He always was has he been. Chicago or did you know no, him or you just no. saw his stuff like in I magazines saw, yeah, or magazines. books or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Bidron. Yep. This guy, Tim. Um, he's an illustrator. He's a wizard. <laughs> um, and all these guys that you're talking about and you're probably going to refer to were really artists first, right? Before they were tattoo artists. I don't know about Adam, but I know Tim. Yeah, I yeah. know Tim was. Um, there, there have, back then you were looking through magazines and you were seeing names here yeah. and there. Um, a lot of the people that everyone seemed to like, I didn't gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see something. I, I like the skill, anything technical. Mm-hmm. And um, I liked if someone had their own voice. Yeah. Um, that's honestly, those two, uh, there's a guy... Monty, that I ended up getting a back piece by. I saw him in a magazine. Um, I loved his work a lot. It was in Tattoo Magazine. I wasn't too familiar. I had gotten a few tattoos myself. Yeah. Uh, but but I don't really look at tattoo work yeah. much. That's yeah. not my... Yeah. You like, you, that's not where you draw it from. Not so, at all. on that note, um, I know, you know, your, your style, I would say, very classical. Regardless okay. of what you're doing, um, st- like, subject matter-wise, there's a very, like, refined kind of, you know, I don't know, to me, like when I look at and think of your work, I think of just a refined kind of classic quality to it in a very, you know, in a good way. I don't mean like old traditional stuff. I mean, but there's a very like grown up feel about it. Like it's not. (laughs) Nice, (laughs) nice, big grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give grown up tattoos. So like you're, you know, a lot of the stuff is inspired by or kind of referenced from statues. Right, and And like very kind of... um, Europeans or like like statuesque classical artists painting stuff like that so mm-hmm. I mean is that I, I remember you talking you and I were talking one time and you went on a trip right that to, comes from traveling traveling yeah okay. to, yeah. Okay. yeah I um and 
I was pretty young. I went to uh, Russia, but I had to lay over in Rome, mm-hmm. and it was a day, like a day yeah. and a half. And I visited the Vatican, and it blew my mind. Yeah, uh, Michelangelo's Pieta. Uh, he spent two years on, I think. He was Isn't that crazy his, thing about spending two years on something? Well, and that's what it was. The, that idea thing. blew my mind yeah. because I, I, I had spent what maybe two weeks on something. Yeah. Um. I needed that. You I might touch that. something up two years later, but you have been right. working on it the whole right, time. But I haven't been working. Right. <laughs> and it really kicked me in the ass. It showed me, I mean, he's a human. He's obviously Michelangelo, but that blew my mind that yeah. some, that a human could do that. At a right, person. right. Or, or to see Bernini, his, he is just overwhelmingly fascinating and outstanding. Yeah. Um, to the point where it, it's not even human to me. Mm. Um, but it encouraged me and inspired me and showed me that this is something... I need to look into. Sure, yeah. I'm thinking too small. Yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah. opened my mind, not just with art, but just even traveling, you know, yeah. and hearing on the news about other countries, not just America. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, 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 I know that's basic now, but back then when you're young and... Mm-hmm. How old were you when you went to that trip? I don't, I don't remember. Pretty young though. Like yeah. young enough where it was just kind of unlocked this like... 17? Yeah. Maybe. But that's, I mean, yeah. you find something that's fascinating too when you're 17. I mean, that's when I discovered... Like I feel well, I'd already been on for a few years, but really when the internet was like coming into its own, right? And I I felt like I unlocked the Pandora's box of the artists that I was supposed to know about and oh, the designers. Yeah. But like the first time I clicked on, you know, sir, I don't know, there's a handful of sites. I remember finding it, and it just left such a mark on me because yeah. at 17, like you know, if you got if you have your shit together, you're starting to think about what you want your life to be or whatever. And yeah, I feel like if you see something that is meaningful to you, you cannot underestimate that. Like, no, and it's probably set, good that you saw that stuff at that age. The set of filters that you apply at that age mm-hmm. are incredible. And and even though you think you know your shit, yeah. you don't. You're still right. so innocent. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it affected me big time. Yeah, that's awesome. More, you, more yeah. so than... Even now, I've been back many times. Yeah. And you, you're almost like trying to like feel... Soak it up. Yeah, like or trying to soak it up, but you can never like that first time you see something, oh, yeah, you no, can't no, duplicate no. that. You're like... That's like right. when you jump out of a plane, the, the second jump yeah, is yeah. never... It's never the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And you weren't expecting to be kind of impacted in that way either at the time, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Not so, at all. Yeah. Well, and, and everything too, women out there. I remember mm-hmm. being in Russia and seeing my first prostitute uh, wearing a fur coat and nothing underneath. Yeah. And at that age, it blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. What? Like, yeah. I've seen women, but not in front of me like that. <laughs> Everything was so vivid. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I just, I think 17 is like just that age in general, how much like stuff you see then or like what you take in at that kind of like almost an adult. Uh-huh. Is just well, like... And your sense of time, it's not like you're 10 and you're in the back of a car and it feels like ages. Yeah. But you're also not. An old know. person complaining about right, it. Right, right. Yeah. So you're right in between. I loved yeah. it. I yeah. loved it. So, all right. So back to, to working and yeah. everything. So, I mean, you've been developing your work and your skills at what you do over the years. Um, now, you know, fast forward to 2014 and you're not taking appointments actively because right. you're pretty busy. <laughs> you're really busy. Um how, like I hate that. I feel bad about that. Yeah. Um, no. Well, not. But I don't. I'm not to like shine a light on it in like a bad way or something. No. But all that to say, I mean, you're really busy. Like people are coming to you because they're like, I want a David. I want David Allen to work on me. Like it's I don't a want good someone problem. else. Right. It's a good problem. Man. Yeah. So how do you handle that from a creative standpoint? How picky are you now? comparing back to when you were just doing like the walk-in <laughs> stuff and someone wants a frog on their ankle or like a right. wave, you know, uh, like a little wave dolphin on their ankle or something like that compared to now. I mean, I would love to do those now. Yeah, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think you create a, a circle. Um, I have found that at this point I'm choosing what I want and in doing so 
I'm behind or, or am excited about what I'm about to do. I right. wake up and I'm happy even if I don't want to come to work. Yeah. So uh, thereby, the final product eventually is something that I'm proud of because I've been excited about it from the beginning. Right. And it goes in your portfolio and then people see the work that you've been excited about. So you've created this cycle, this yeah. cyclical thing that yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a giant. It, it takes a life of its own. Yeah. yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Uh, it's helped me stay stay on fire a little mm-hmm. bit stay mm-hmm. encouraged with what yeah. i'm doing yeah not get stale yeah and the more i push and the more i try something different what's different these days but the more i try to do something outside of my own box mm-hmm. and then i show it and then people want something like it yeah. or I, I get more freedom yeah and then that freedom is my voice yeah totally yeah which i don't know i've been painting lately and now i i don't know what my voice is at all <laughs> it was kind of like ball it all up and then you're like man what do i actually like to do yeah well when you don't have a client what do you what do you want to do right yeah it's 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 weird so tell me about your um the tattoo so what was okay i'm I'm trying not to bounce around too much i should ask i know that's but what was your what was the first tattoo that you got what was the one that first one that you ever got myself yeah yeah (laughs) kanji and that was on Uh, your like it's on my wrist yeah 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 one means to travel and one means to serve okay and now you've got your whole back filled in mm-hmm. and you've got a practice leg too. My left leg Tell is my practice leg. Because I think this is fast. This is one of those things where, like, for example, I've had someone I was talking to, I think, asked about when they were talking about wanting to talk to a tattoo artist. The whole, again, the fascination with like almost not caring and letting go. Even like when you get tattooed or like people get stuff that's just really silly or sometimes mm-hmm. or as a joke or whatever. Some people can't process right. that just like I feel like a lot of people couldn't process like the concept of a quote unquote practice leg right. where you're basically using your own thigh or like your wherever on your leg or body to like put art on and practice on and stuff. Like you learn a lot. I think that's from a fascinating it. thing. You yeah. learn a lot. Like I'd be, that. yeah. Uh, you have to be willing to do it. Who cares though? It's yeah. just, your, there's a point where I was very selective and I still am as far as what shows, especially when I just yeah. walk around. Uh-huh. But now, my, yeah, my left leg, I, I used areas. I would practice shading or line work mm-hmm. or you're doing it all upside down. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Right. You just do it. You really learn how deep you're going, mm-hmm. um, how it feels, how you feel, mm-hmm. you know, you, how you wipe. Yeah. Like, don't dry wipe. It, yeah. it hurts. Yeah. You know, it hurts bad. Um, Meaning don't, you know run your like the needle on someone and then take a dry paper towel and wipe it right which for anybody can, who's never been tattooed i hurts. mean i've had that done to me i've got i don't have as many tattoos as you do but i mean i've I have had artists like take a dry paper towel and wipe and it's like i mean if you've ever cut yourself would you just take a dry paper towel right. and rub it on there <laughs> like and, it's the, and it compounds too if you've been sitting there for three hours yeah there's a point where it's just, yeah. dude, just get that thing wet. Yeah. You wouldn't think about that, but you have to. You It it helps allay any tension or any extra pain. Right. If, yeah. you, can, if you can make it easier for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. And learning on yourself works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. You, you pick up quickly. You don't balk as mm-hmm. much. You just go in. Yeah. Because you got to hit it again if you, yeah. if you hold back. Right, right. Huh. Cool. Yeah. I find people... People, people <laughs> like that for some reason. Yeah. Um, it just made sense to me. You don't have to deal with another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just, okay, slow day. I'm going to tattoo right, my right. leg. Yeah. So when you started out years ago, and we were talking a minute ago about magazines kind of being where you find people, 
obviously now the internet has totally changed that oh, and yeah. tattoo magazines feel really like a thing of the past to me right at least because tattoos are i mean it's almost sometimes i think like the internet it's amazing how much like i feel like tattoos were like made for the internet or the internet sorry was like made for tattoos like tumblers and instagram and i mean people love photos of stuff that's in progress people yep. love stencil photos before the tattoo's gone on i mean what's been the impact of the, and it's such a general question because i could go more no, specific good, like instagram it's, but it's what's good. been like the impact for for you personally of the internet um both on your business and yeah. on like your on your work and like how you communicate with your clients and stuff like that there is a whole realm of there are many different uh, tattooers that travel and do nothing, just predominantly travel. And and there are people that stay in a shop and there are people that are in private studios. It doesn't matter. The um, It's all encompassing Instagram itself. Instagram yeah. is incredible. Yeah, You have to be careful. You have to synthesize all the information into one contact email or something because you'll get Facebook messages. Yeah, you'll everyone wants like, hey, man. Direct, yeah, Tumblr. Yeah, um, so you have to learn... I spread myself out after every tattoo. I'm not done working. I still have to promote it. I still have to put it out there somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, just that's just my name. That's my brand. Right, yeah. I don't like that. I feel like I'm whoring myself out, but I also know it's effective. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram, big time. Yeah, I have a lot of clients from Instagram, Facebook fan page, which is ostentatious, but you just, yeah. you just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans. No, but now there's nothing wrong. I mean, I feel like people get it now. Like, you know, right. like the disclaimer is almost, it's like, yeah, like fan page, likes, yeah. like, you know, just all that stuff. It's, it's all like we were talking See, before. See, I battle about how, it. I battle it though. But yeah. Just because what I do in tattooing, it's very, very intimate in the sense where it's you and me. Yeah. And I'm doing this for you. And you're giving yourself me. Which Have you ever sounds... had anybody not want you? Because after you tattoo... To not post it? Um, you, yeah, you post stuff. You take a picture of the work you just did and you post it. Um, have you ever had anybody be like, hey, can you not post that? I just, I don't want the world seeing it. Or do people not care because a lot of times you don't see their face and it's just like a shot of the tattoo? Most don't care. Uh, a lot of tattooers are worried about people stealing the designs. Mm -hmm. I don't care about which that. Which is weird to me because... It happens. Especially if you're an illustrative tattooer. Yeah, if you have drawn sense. this thing, you draw every night. And if it's something you could technically like trace in Photoshop compared to when there's a lot of shading, I've or seen it. Very I've seen tattooers stuff. just bite, you know, yeah, just yeah, directly yeah. take it, and I get it, but it it's kind of obvious. Yeah. And I work with someone, Tim Bijan, who just draws like a he's a beast. Yeah, he can three dimensionally change something in his head and then just draw it down. Mm -hmm. And I've actually I've seen him tattoo someone, a tattooer that that flew in. And literally two months later, you look on that tattooer's Facebook and he has redrawn tattoos that Tim did that were wow. hanging on the wall. Yeah. She's... He's that good. You know, he's in demand. He's incredible. <clears throat> yeah. So you have to be careful. I tend to take photos from weird angles. Uh -huh. uh, I like it being obscure. I don't want just to finish. Here's the product. Mm -hmm. Tattoos are on a three-dimensional surface anyway. Right. They're usually experienced in yeah. person. So I, I'll push it out there that way. Yeah. yeah. But you got, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, what's the, uh, what's the consensus for, uh, for putting filters on tattoo photos? Like Instagram oh, filter. There's it, a fine balance. Yeah. There really because is. Because I feel like someone could do a really crappy job, mm -hmm. but you throw the old Instagram X pro on there yeah. and like all of a sudden like, wow, look at the contrast. Look at man. He's really got good right. tone in his work. And if it was a really flat I piece. I use filters. So I have to be careful. I, I tend to saturate. Like if there's redness, I'll mm. take it out a little bit. Yeah. 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 I have to be careful. Yeah. I'll remove acne. I'll remove there's a total, like, pock integrity marks. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It is integrity. I'll never change a line. I'll mm -hmm. never change the quality of a line. Uh -huh. I won't change anything. Like the art I, itself. No. I Maybe mean, just kind of I'll like add fix extra. The skin a yeah. Bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just to like make the 
make it look a little more that like focused on the tattoo, not on like the giant zit that's like right. sitting right by there. Right. I'll zoom Have in. Have you tattooed on the over zit. a zit before? Oh yeah, dude. You like just... a big one though, like a big old white. <laughs> yeah, you just do it. You... Like, you're like, look, this is going to pop, and then it's going to mix in with the ink. Well, see, then... that's the thing. If, if you if you sit and think about it on a microscopic level, yeah. it's disgusting. Like everything yeah, I do yeah. is disgusting. Right. So you just do it. You yeah. plow over it. Yeah. And then you wipe off the ribnets. Yeah, yeah. It's gross, man. It's yeah. gross. You just do it though. Yeah. And you also don't want the client to see your disgust. Disgust, yeah, you gotta disgust is a hard a word. It's yeah, harsh. but there's probably times I have to imagine because I know you've yeah. tattooed all sorts of parts of bodies yes. and all sorts of people and people who haven't showered in a long time they or just, are just a little bit. They just worked out and they came in. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And they smell or they, yeah, you, you just deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that sensitivity thing where you just like realize it's an intimate setting and you just kind of like, you can talk about it later with your other friends or something, but in that moment, like, or there's publicly nothing. be interviewed about it on a that too. podcast. Yeah, yeah. But we're not naming names here, right? Okay. Who is the most disgusting person you've ever tattooed? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't, don't, don't actually. Chuck I can both be. Yeah, we'll beep that out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck was. <laughs> so when I went in to get work done by you the first time, uh-huh. um, I came in with a very, very like loose uh-huh. idea of what I wanted. And I think we did like four or five sessions and I still need some stuff like put on it or added mm-hmm. or changed here and there or whatever. And it's just kind of like, that's kind of me though, in a nutshell. Like I don't really plan a whole lot ahead of time. I like to be more spontaneous and that's where a lot of that trust comes in. So when someone comes to you, how much of it is like mapped out ahead where you like, you've got it and how much is it as they get there and then you run photo, you open Photoshop and you start piecing this thing together. It is completely different. Every person, you get to know the personality based on their process. Right, yeah. So I have outlined, I've simplified it for me. Mm-hmm. I have a pre, I don't know, it's this section, this private section on my website that I send to my clients before mm-hmm. they come in and they know how I do it. And how okay. I do it is right on the spot in front of them mm-hmm. with my tablet. Right. But yeah, everyone's got a whole different, they'll send a book in their email. Yeah. Why it means so much to them. Yeah. And that's cool. I'll actually read it. I'll uh-huh. go through all of it. But when I'm standing with you, that's when I figure you out. That's when I feel out what you want and don't want. Yeah, dude, everyone's yeah. so different. Yeah. Everyone's so different. I like fluidity. I like it fluid. I don't always have it totally planned out. Mm-hmm. I trust that. I trust just diving in and yeah. I'll figure it out. Right, right. But there are some people that are so meticulous that yeah. I've had to not tattoo. And there's time. I mean, you do um, a lot of the stuff you do. I mean, it is like what you do with me or what you do with a lot of people where you kind of figure it out as you're going mm-hmm. and like almost you could, I mean, I think what's cool about that and a lot of the styles that you work in is you could almost even, not, not saying you do, but you could almost even make a mistake and it's a, akin to no, painting or drawing. And then you're like, oh, I can work with that. No, I do. As I make... opposed to like someone who got like a really meticulous, like, you know, Irish armband and there's right. like little weaving designs in and out of it. It's like you, you make one wrong move or something. I don't know why I thought of that stuff. No, that's great. Yeah. Cause <laughs> you want I mean, a Celtic piece. Yeah. It's just, it, but it has to be super technical. And a lot of the stuff you do is m- almost more related. And this is what I wanted to talk about next is like, is, is a little more like painting or you like the ink falls where it may, or like the pencil, you can control it, but there's still like an organic quality to it. I think that's kind of cool too. But some people want something that's like, I want this I want you to put it on me because you have the ability to do that. Don't change it. It is what it is. If that is the case, I know it. I ask. I'm very yeah. specific about it. I'll mm-hmm. communicate and then I'll do that. Right. But that's when I d- detach myself. Yeah. And you're not going to get me. You're going to get my hand. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, I see that for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's money and you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you learn how to minimize the mistakes, uh, smaller levels stop as soon as it happens mm-hmm. or yeah you 
there's a weird there's a, how do i say this um i'm very okay with communicating i don't know what i'm doing mm-hmm. sometimes overall i'll figure it out yeah but to people That's that are to people yeah. that are very detail oriented with this, I have to I have to let them know right up like you're you're gonna see me not know what I'm doing sometimes. So I'll yeah. get lost. Yeah, yeah. I'll find my way back, but yeah. you gotta just accept that. But there, there's something about having looked through an artist's portfolio ahead of time um, that maybe quells that. Maybe. anxiety somebody might some get some people it doesn't though yeah that's no yeah i get yeah. that yeah yeah i can see i mean i think yeah the reactions must be all across the board but so i guess i was wondering like have you been working on something on someone before and made a mistake and you didn't like let on that you made it or maybe you did i don't know but the the client the person didn't being tattooed realized and there was ever a confrontation of like hey what what's going on what happened like what's the deal yeah i've never had anything too big but anything that's remotely a mistake i'll just stop and talk to you okay that's that's, good. I think that's the best way. Yeah, honesty policy. Just yeah, because you people people feel out stuff. Or yeah. four years from now, someone's going to figure it out, and then you get a phone call or someone's burning yeah. down your house. <laughs> but at that point, you just be like, "I'll right, fix it, man. No worries. Come on in. Yeah, we'll we'll take care of it." Yeah. yeah. So talking about that like organic quality, I was talking about, and just kind of like, well, as we're talking about like working with mistakes or whatever, uh-huh. um, a, a thing that. I don't know how long you've been into it. I guess I should start by asking that. But you've been doing a lot of painting lately. Painting, yeah. um, when you're not tattooing, it seems like whenever you and I are like texting, you'll just shoot me like a picture of like something you're painting or I'll look on Instagram and there's like some in-progress painting. And I actually um, went over to um, your place, not, you know, when it was that long ago and I came in and I looked around, and I was like, man, like you've really been at it because there They're are canvases uh-huh. everywhere and you got paint out. So tell me about your love of painting and, and how that came to be and, and, and how you would, I don't know. I mean, I know. I knew I would do it, man. I, I, yeah. I see it and it I'm very attracted. I just, I don't half-ass anything. Mm-hmm. So I I've, I went to dabble a couple times and it never just, it never, I, I knew it would require too much. Mm-hmm. But there was a point where I was ready, maybe like eight eight or nine months ago. Oh, okay. So that It's recently, not that long. Yeah. All right. Um, I took like three or, no, I took four lessons with this guy, Ryan. Um. Is Ryan that dude in Chicago? Kind of. Yeah, crazy. he's a, he's a great painter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's really super realistic. Uh, some he just taught me. I didn't know how to clean a brush. Uh-huh. Yeah. Basic stuff basic. that a lot of most people learn in art. Well, and I can figure it out. Class. But what's yeah. the most efficient way? What's yeah. the best way to do it? Yeah. So we would spend hours, and he would just overwhelm me. He saw that I could take it in, and we would paint. Um, and then I kind of I separated myself from that. I didn't want to take on his style. But now here I am, man. Every night I'm. I'm painting. I, yeah. I can't stop. It's uh, I, I, it's overwhelming. I, I love the um, I love the process, and then almost being happy with what I've done that night, and then I go to bed, and then I hate it. I wake up just <laughs> hating it. Yeah, and then it has to dry for a few days for yeah. the layer or whatever, and then I'll think about how to fix it, and then I'll go to fix it, and then I hate it. Yeah, and it's just it's this pro it's it's toil. It's, right. Yeah. But to see it over time, to see that you've done something, it's taught me patience. Mm. Yeah. And it's way more permanent than tattoos for me. Hmm. For you, because it's like the people you tattoo, they leave and you don't well, sit and they there die. with them anymore. They die. That too. It's it's macabre. I don't like thinking about it, yeah. but like we do. Well, those and paintings will live on yeah. and never rot away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting dark here. It, it's true yeah, though. But and, it is. And, yeah. and everyone talks about the permanency, but I don't... I don't know. It degrades. Uh, tattoos degrade. And I have to think about that. Mm. The painting, I, I don't really have to worry about that as much. Right, yeah. Huh. So the painting, would you say, I mean, I feel like it's cliche or kind of like typical to ask this, but like, obviously 
if you're a tattoo artist, like you're just constantly sort of looking to further your own abilities, you know, your own talents and, and skills and the way you approach doing tattoos. But would you say that painting and sitting there with a brush, although it's extremely, extremely different. I mean, I think probably one of the, I would imagine one of the more gratifying things about painting is putting a big brush stroke down and covering a large area in one pass, as opposed to the, the, Super detail. the arduous, long, right. sort of like slow burn of a single or a double needle, like slowly, slowly cr- creating something like... Would you say the painting is affecting your tattooing? Big or, time. Okay. I, I think in terms of layers more, which means more time with uh, a client. But um, how do I say this? I think a painting um, requires as much from the viewer as it does the person that created it, the, mm-hmm. par- the participant, in the sense of if, if I view a painting and I don't surrender myself to it this is this is getting stupid but no, i'm, no, I'm, I'm going. gonna go with this if i don't surrender <laughs> uh to a painting when i see it or or any piece of work if i don't give myself and 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 if i let go of insecurities or fears or whatever i can't fully enjoy whatever work that is whatever yeah. painting whatever movie whatever uh, album um so in painting i'm i'm also the participant uh yeah, it's it's for you. It's not like you're not putting it on someone else and then they enjoy it and you just enjoyed the process. Like the painting is all about what you're doing and it's your own painting too, unless it's for someone, but still. It really is. And I detach myself from these things. Yeah. They're, they're not my babies. They're just, it's just something coming out of me. Hmm. And, I, and I'm very critical of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with my tattoos, but I can't voice that as much because yeah. it's on somebody. Yeah. Um, but man, it's, I mean, honestly though, like if you, you know, if you follow David, you've seen a lot of the stuff, but like, I feel like I've, I've follow your stuff for so i mean i remember just being like man david's gotten really good at tattooing really fast like you're a quick learner i know you're like you know sit there and be like oh thanks yeah but like i mean you really I pick it up you picked it up quick and then you got really good at it and now watching you paint like i just i feel like every every painting progress piece that you post whether on instagram or something i've seen like it's just like wow i mean you probably could just pick any art form and really pick it up quickly if you set your mind to it. Thank you. Thank you. you know? I, I and, think I think picking it up is is one thing and getting the basics. That's my thing. I want to get the tenets of all yeah, of it. Yeah. But mastering it, being able to fine tune, being able to actually do what I want to do uh-huh. as opposed to a, a, a brilliant mistake. Mm-hmm. It's usually mistakes. Sure. But um, that control there, that's what is, is difficult, I think, mm-hmm. for everyone. I think that requires time. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do that with painting. Yeah. This is one of the first mediums where... I, I, I can see the long haul. Yeah. I, I can see like I'm gonna master this. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend years mm-hmm. and I'm gonna fight this thing mm-hmm. and I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Um, tattooing, I'll still do it. I'll always do it. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'll I'll get to that spot too. Yeah. I really enjoy the people aspect of that. Yeah, sure. I love that. It's a totally different thing. I love it. Plus, like you're, I mean, when you know someone like yourself and yourself described like introverted type of person, and and those of us who are creative types you know, really do get this weird energy off being, oh, now I wouldn't say I'm an introvert, but I, I, I become one when I need to create because yes, I work best yes. alone. Yeah. And I get a lot of energy out of like getting that feeling of making something that I'm happy with. Um, so there's something to be said for like being done with your job of t- like being at the studio tattooing, coming home and like just making shit, yeah. just making work. And there's just like, you use like you could stay up and you won't care how tired you are the next day because you're in a zone. Like it's, it's hard to release. explain, but it's a yeah, release. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Um, I, I don't, 
I don't presume to have a. I think my body's making noises. By the way, <laughs> it's okay. The mics aren't that good. I, I heard it, but I don't did think you hear? It? Yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because yeah. I chose weird, man. Just like when you're talking about people like farting during their yeah, yeah. Uh, tattoos. I got. I'm a. I'm a tattoo artist that by in, in a way by doing interviews. <laughs> so it's very intimate. I got to hear body water, noises. You I chose the water bad. with gas as yeah. opposed to. <laughs> I provided before we started. I was like, David, would you like some water, sparkling or regular? And he chose sparkling, sparkling. water. I was like, all right, man. Well, yeah. if you're sitting here. Ripping the whole time. Not ripping. It was just my stomach. <laughs> it was my stomach. Now I'm lost. Yeah. Okay. Wait. We were talking about release. Not in that kind of release. On that no, note, painting though, and like release. being in that sort of artistic, creative yes. zone. I guess. Which again, painting is like ejaculating. It's very. <laughs> sorry. It, it's, no, it's okay. It, it really. It's very self gratifying. It's very. It's very vainglorious. I'll throw out some words. It's. Um. But it, it, it is a release. Uh-huh. It is beautiful. Um, it's hard for me to think about myself and not other people. Hmm. That's just my nature. That sounds like on a job interview. They're but like, you're a what? dad too. And you, I mean, you're working with people all the time. Like you're constantly thinking yeah. about caring for and doing stuff for other people. To my own this detriment. Is, this you know? is when it's about you and you alone and growing in something and right. getting good at it. Yeah. So in, in the long haul, I, I don't, I don't know. My voice is not important, but I think my son seeing me apply myself over and over this, the, the, just, I don't know, That's consistency, cool the yeah, muscle yeah. Of, of, of building. I don't know. Um, I think he needs to see that. Mm. And he has, he's seen me take on painting and he has a little easel and he paints next to me. Yeah. And your son's Xavier. Xavier. Right. How yeah. old is Xavier? He's eight. He's eight. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, to watch him and his mind is so fluid, so random. He'll draw for an hour and a half on a cardboard box and I'll, <laughs> I'll I envy it. And he's, yeah. he's opened my mind. So with painting, he, but it's weird. He's very literal with painting. Mm. Why did, why is that not finished? Yeah. You know, why, mm. why is, why did you not complete that line? Mm. You know, and how do you teach a kid, uh, gestalt principles where someone else's mind will close that? Sure. Like, you know, um, so there's a, it's a weird balance. Yeah. So it actually helps me. Like I, I'm teaching myself through teaching him. Kids can't live with him. like an open loop. Like there's got to be an yeah. answer to like, like, well, why is it like that? Right. Well, why is it? Well, what's, you know, this, that. I think that's a Western uh, thing though too. I, yeah. I think if my kid grew up, you know, in China. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not, true. I don't know. It just depends on where. Right. Yeah. Um, But I like the mystery and I'm trying to teach him mystery, mm-hmm. which is, you don't teach it. It just kind of, you experience yeah. it and then you know it. Yeah. Um, so with the painting, with the tattooing, um, all that said, you've had some pretty cool, you know, success um, in ways that, you know, it's like as artists and stuff or as creative people, we, you know, we often don't, um, and this, I feel like this is, because it could be said for anybody who does something interesting and an athlete, you know, whatever, uh-huh. the press that comes along with it or like the the notoriety or people right. getting, you know, in, interested in you as a person on a level that goes you know, beyond just the art, but like who you are and stuff. You've been invited to I actually saw you recently speak at the Apple store here in Chicago right. over in, in Lincoln Park. Um, and, you know, you kind of show people the process. And that's really interesting. I think people are really fascinated by seeing that and hearing uh, and hearing you talk. Um, and then obviously, before we were talking about the internet, you know, being something so like all that press, all that kind of stuff, like being in front of people, you know, like, what are some of the things, I mean, is, is that a good example, I guess the Lincoln, like the Lincoln park, like the Apple store thing, mm-hmm. you know, of, of, uh, taking your tattooing to a more public forum. And do you enjoy that? And do you also see yourself taking the painting 
to a level you were just talking about maybe a show coming up i mean I, so I, like i do i uh and so i'm not sure what i even just asked but just no like, you're fine the, I, I i think it's a weird balance between there is something self self-gratifying about accolades or about validation mm-hmm. and those things are forms of validation yeah. uh so i have to battle myself constantly uh that is not that's that's not enough for me i i think as long as i maintain my own level of crit- like critical thinking mm-hmm. as long as i fight myself constantly yeah as long as i hate my work every day it sounds bad but yeah. I, I do i i fight it not uh, hate almost not hate it but almost just like want like like i could be so much better that's what it is it's time like is all you got you see all the mistakes yeah you yeah. know and I, oh, I hate this i could i, I could, let me do it again mm-hmm. um those are fun and and they're validating in a sense I like getting information out there. I like uh-huh. leveling the playing field. Sure. I think we all can get good. Let's all grow. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. I'm for information. Yeah. That's a lot of it. So anytime I've chosen to speak or, or do anything public, it's usually disseminating information somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, even in magazines, I've, I shouldn't even say this, but I, I've turned down some magazine stuff because I don't want to just showcase my work per se. I don't like where I am. Mm. Maybe I'll be at a spot where it'll be a retrospective or whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't even think it's of value in that sense. I think these people live with it and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's cool. It's you, fun. It's nice to travel. Right. You speak, you meet people. Yeah. You get free food. Yeah. You know, I like that. Yeah. I like traveling. Right. But I don't know. You're not in it for the i don't know like i know you and i I feel like from how i know you you enjoy the attention i do but you don't eat it up in a way that some people you know especially with tattoo culture and this is a whole nother podcast episode entirely but like tattoo culture in the last let's say 10 years has i mean even more than that but especially i mean with the the rise of tv shows and everybody and their mom having right. a tattoo. And it's almost harder to find someone who doesn't have a tattoo. If you True. just go into any restaurant, there's probably more people with tattoos than not. Yep. And I mean, yeah, like it would be easy to latch on to like riding the wave and trying to make yourself as like, you know, visible as possible at all times. And I just always have admired like you You just seem like you're in it because like even the painting stuff, like, like you could just go in, get a bunch of money from good tips and charging a lot for the tattoos and kind of keep doing what you're doing. But it's been cool to watch you like push yourself and seem oh, very unsatisfied with yourself, yeah. which I think is better for the people you do work for. You're never happy, like, but yeah. well, you're happy, never satisfied creatively, right. though, never filled. Yeah, enough. and I don't know where where that goes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I do see a trail behind me mm-hmm. of what I'm leaving right. behind. Um, thank you, I thank you. That that sounds amazing. Um, I just I just see the turmoil in my mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I'm really laid back with everything else. Yeah, uh, but with my art, I'm OCD and I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm extreme in my yeah. head, but everything else just... And I guess what I'm getting with, uh, getting at with that is what to you would be, and I'll keep the painting as a separate thing, because sure. that I feel like even the greatest painters paint until the day they die and probably think they could have been better. But with tattooing, you, it could, you could say the same thing, but like, what do you see as a successful tattooing career? Like, what, like, is there anything in particular that needs to happen or is it purely a creative thing for you that needs to be fed? Like a, like a, like a hunger to be so creative that you're just like, when you work, you're like, I'm more satisfied this time than last time. Like, do you see, you know, or is it just this kind of like constant, you know, um, battle of just always getting better? Or is there a, is there a point at which you want to get to as a tattoo artist? I think it's become commonplace for me to, to tune my skills, uh, to get better. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that's just always going to be there yeah. for, for me. It's become a habit to to try to push myself. So I think success is measured 
um, by each person that I get to spend time with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it sounds. I don't know. No, it's not. I, I get that though. Yeah, I, yeah. I think people matter. I, I think the joy in tattooing is giving something to somebody that they're going to live with. Uh, I love people. I just loving them because they exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want anything from you. I'll take your money. I got to feed a kid, you know? <laughs> But I even hate the money exchange. I, I mean, hate it. If you've never eaten a meal with David, he will try and pay for you. <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't care about like, money. Dude, seriously, it's just yeah. money. And, you know, and I, I'm always, I don't know. I, a lot of people don't think of it. So like come and go like that. And not to say you're like a bad, you're bad with money or something. But I'm just saying like <laughs> right. you look at it as very like, hey, it's all good. Like, hey, you know, I'm set with that work. That doesn't like, matter. Yeah. Says, That's not important to me. It's the, it's the people. Yeah. It's, yeah. I've, on a personal level, real quick, my dad died when I was six. I didn't know him. I've had friends die. I had a girl I was dating die, and I found out by putting her obituary up on a newspaper website oh, where I worked. So just yeah. it's extreme, but but you get used to um, loss, mm-hmm. and with that, you tend to live for the day. Yeah. And then I realized, you know, I'm gonna live for for people. I'm gonna live to 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 love to your intentions to enjoy. Are, yeah, yeah for no pure, other reason than I don't know if they're pure because I get something out of it for sure. Yeah, you know, but it why not? Yeah, you know, uh, to to give and to spend time and and I'll I'll run myself ragged if it means we can all fucking do something. Yeah, or say fucking on a podcast. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. okay. It's all good, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that's amazing. I I think that's why people are so drawn to you. You can feel oh, that in. Uh, something as simple as a post on Instagram or when you used to use, I mean, I don't know how much you use Flickr now, but when Flickr was in its heyday, I mean, you know, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like you, I felt like you cared as much about the person you were with or the like, kind of like, oh, this dude was cool. He came all the way from, you know, it was New Zealand like that, you know, and and like that fascinates you as much as the person liking your work and you're just happy to share it and all Man, that stuff. It's, so it's an cool. honor. It's an honor that one person will give me a dime for something yeah. that I do because I don't deserve that shit yeah. at all. So yeah, thank you. Um, it's, it's always, a, everything with me is a battle. It's this weird dichotomy of, 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 you know, serving people and then getting attention, mm-hmm. you know, or, or being an introvert and then just going out and speaking to people. Yeah. I, I love it. I, yeah. I love it. It's yeah. this just kind of finding yourself. Right. Um, one last tattoo specific question and while yeah. you, and that I wanted to ask about that I think is an important thing to you and I think people would find very interesting. On the note of serving people, um, you had started doing quite a few tattoos yeah. on women who had yes. – you know, tell me about that, who, uh, who had had – Man. Um, I'm going to – Mastectomy. Mastectomy done, yeah. And so they would have scarring and like – yeah, just like oh, basically had chests that had been damaged through surgery and they felt ugly and they're just like so okay that's I, I I've always thought yeah, that was one talk of the about coolest this. things yep. um because there's something so I think what's <laughs> there's something so like not sexual about that yeah, yeah. on an area that normally gets tattooed that would be a little you know more of like a sexual kind of situation or or whatever and that this is purely just about making someone feel beautiful again Mm -hmm. and you know maybe if that relates to like you know feelings you know their sexuality again come back after something that's tough but like what what was your how did that i I should have asked you this sooner but how did that come to at least the first time you did that and then like there was one person one person adriana she uh she was a teacher in new york and she felt like i could i could fix that was her word Mm -hmm. um a scar uh surgeries are getting I don't know. Surgeons are getting better. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, uh, they're leaving less scarring, but they're still botched. They're still 
a lot of error. Mm-hmm. That's just human nature. So these women come in um, and they've been poked and prodded and they reveal themselves to everyone and it's become this, it's very cold. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, this is what it is, what it is. And so Adriana came in and she had um, an implant and this, this horizontal scar. And for the first time, like everything that I've been doing uh, with, with people, mm-hmm. uh, with, with paying attention, with um, listening, with translating, um, all the design aspects that I've learned, all the illustrating, I was able to to use that. And we took a horizontal line and we drew the eye away from it. And we we didn't just put flowers on her breast. We, we shaped it to fit her specific shape mm-hmm. it was incredible and i'm i'm being particular about this not because i didn't any, anything but because we we're able to use something to help a person right yeah so cool yeah, yeah. so rewarding i've never felt more rewarded yeah. she emailed me like every month for six months after. <laughs> that's awesome guess what i did today i showed my tits off to someone in a restaurant <laughs> You know? They're proud of it suddenly because yeah. they haven't been proud of it since they had to go through all that. It's incredible. And yeah. so these women now, it's it's one or two things. It's they, empowering, man. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's amazing. Right yeah. when it's done, they either cover themselves because it's sexual again and mm-hmm. pretty or they show everybody yeah. because they're proud of it right, um, yeah. or recreating nipples. I've done that too. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's it's very hard. Yeah. It's simple, yeah, yeah. but you know, do you want the viewer to see the nipple dimensionally from three feet away or mm-hmm. do you want it to be 10 feet away? Yeah. Like you have to discuss right, that. Right, yeah. And this is something that's almost like, this isn't something that hospitals provide. Like, this is not... There's this kind of a nipple thing. service. That sounds weird. <laughs> but I'm, well, I'm sure there's like surgeries and things you could do, but there's something cool about like decorating it up. It's yeah, like it's no very, one's going to... It's know, very calculated and cold. Right, and and yeah, this is yeah. something that's very So organic. is this something you've done? You've done more of these oh, then I've too. Done, like yeah, that I've spurred on even more and stuff. And you've done... So have you done other like um post post-op like mm-hmm. stuff that's not like just on, on women on their like on their chest like a, like other body parts other scars. where people have like wanted something covered up or mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy i that's love it like, i love it it's it's the most rewarding thing um crazy in a good way like of course it's just such a cool like it's, it's a transformation yeah it, it really yeah, is yeah. so to be able to use just drawing and messing around and right oh god i love it that's awesome I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so we're on like, yeah, we're just on over an hour. We're doing pretty good here. What? And I have to say, I wish I could do all my interviews like in person with people because there's something about the facial expressions of people. There's something about yeah. knowing when they're done talking. Because when I do these interviews over Skype, there's like, that I'll ask awkward a question pause. and then they'll talk. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump in here, but they might be done. Mm-hmm. But like just that split second is sometimes enough to be like, okay all right so anyways yeah yeah but yeah it's it's nice and uh it's you know we just kind of had like very very minimal planning i just kind of knew what i wanted to talk about but i did want to kind of um sort of wrap up with a handful of just sort of like 20 question style random yeah 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 yeah. okay so okay when you're when you're painting and you're alone at home Mm -hmm. and you got to put some music on three albums or three like three bands or songs i don't know something like who who are you listening to like um james blake okay Overgrown is that the newest one? I like James Blake. I a lot. think so. Yeah. Um. Uh. Tom Waits Mule Variations. And Radiohead. I, knew you were, I was like, was Radiohead. Everything. Yeah, just any album. And yeah. Yeah. So I know you have a history of like being into hardcore and metal stuff. Uh-huh. That's kind of how we originally met and sort of like bonded over some of that kind of music. Do you listen to that anymore? Do you not listen much. to metal anymore at all in general or like when you work or does it not feel like, I feel like just I'd sooner put on, if I was going to paint, 
Yeah. Unless it was an aggressive painting and I was going to be doing like Pollock style stuff, I'd probably put on something chill or classical or jazz or something. That's like what that. I'm finding. I think it's yeah. an old man thing too. I, I'm 34, but with tattooing, you don't want to create tension. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have a laid back, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. coffee house shit. Yeah, because so many like shops and stuff probably want to throw on like metal and loud, fast stuff. And yeah, it, that doesn't allay any yeah. kind of uh, yeah. nerve. No, <laughs> but I get it. Um, so. Sometimes, usually if I want to introduce it to my son, mm-hmm. you know, hey, dude, you want to check this out? Yeah. And then we'll listen to something. Yeah. But but not much anymore. Do you watch TV or watch movies while you paint ever at home? Yeah. When, yeah, with my ADD, I have to usually, when I paint, I'll have a movie on and sometimes I'll have an album on yeah. and I'll be painting. You need to be multitasking without actually doing anything. There's just stuff around you, noise around you and all that stuff. Uh, uh, all Constantly. of it. Yeah. 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 Or I'll have two paintings going at once. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of painters have many paintings because they dries and stuff. Mm. But I'll literally be doing two. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it also, it gives me fresh eyes. I'm able to disassociate and think of something else mm-hmm. and then jump back and see yeah. it differently. Yeah. All right. You're a vegan uh-huh. and have been for 16 years. Is that correct? Vegetarian for Vegetarian 16 years. Okay. Vegan for like seven. Okay. So you're not like this flash in the pan type of vegan who's like, oh, I've been doing it for five months, but I still yeah. have meat every now and then. No, like you're committed. Like you're, you know, I, yeah. to that. It's um, difficult. Yeah. What's your favorite, uh, like, what am I, what am I finding you eating for lunch or dinner? Like, what's your, what's your go-to? Uh, lately, a uh, quinoa chili. Okay. Um, I'm only, I'm only doing it. I get diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, man. On that note. Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah, I have that, a really, my stomach is, yeah, bibimbap. Yeah. That was good. Uh, that, that's why. It, it's also taught me discipline. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because you're so much of your work, it requires, like, real intense focus as we were talking about earlier like the i you know add stuff and having to focus and stuff so like i guess with like a really disciplined diet helps just your psyche overall is just like sort of like oh totally trained to say no to things and to like withhold well that's like i could do fish i don't get sick mm-hmm. but i like told you, said, you that's gateway. that's the gateway yeah. drug for me if, yeah. I, if i do fish i'm gonna have chicken and then yeah. i'll be eating cow tongue yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah more drink of choice Late at night painting? Uh, it has been vodka tonic. Okay. But I find when I paint, I drink too much because I don't pay attention to it. Yeah. So now... Especially um, you're doing it late at night and you're just, you're just like, oh yeah, what's on another it? drink? Next thing you're like, your lines aren't so good anymore. Oh yeah. But that's <laughs> with painting, that's even better. Yeah. Um, so so now just, I'm really just water or um, Whole Foods has this natural energy drink that I get all jittery on. Yeah. It's great for tattoos. Yeah. All right. You're in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. Yeah. Um, you live pretty close to me. Um, favorite Chicago places in general. Favorite place to drink. Favorite favorite um, restaurant. Okay. I go to North Down. I like North Down a lot. It's on Lincoln. Uh, it's I haven't in, been there with you. It's yet, in Lakeview. I don't think so. Okay. I love that place. The people are cool. Is it a bar or a restaurant? North Down? It's both. Okay. North Down. Um, there's a Mixteco. I don't know how you say it. There's a Mexican yeah, place. Close um, to here. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's surprisingly good. I can eat there. Um, like, what do you know. love about Chicago, basically? Because you're not, I mean, you love Chicago, right? This is like. I do, man. I do. Uh, it's not New York. That sounds terrible. I love New York. It's just got a, it's a, it's so much smaller than mm-hmm. New York. It, there's still a personal level that's yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, it's. There's no really in New York that feels like the north side up here. Like, there's not like a Ravenswood or an Andersonville yeah, yeah, yeah. or like Lincoln Square in New York. Like, I love New York. You know I like I mean? leaving it too. But yeah, here, yeah. I, I, it's, it's home for me. And there's mm-hmm. still. Having a son here, it's uh, there's it's still family oriented in, in a great sense. Yeah. Um, plus, my family's an hour away. Yeah, and that's yeah. a suburb, Indiana, you know? right? Like right. Where you're born, yeah. 
I love it. Uh, the options, um, food options, that's a basic city thing, but I love the food here. Mm. Um, I tattoo chefs, I tattoo uh, brewers. Um, yeah, we didn't even get into the different types so of people many tattoo, connections but, I mean, here. Yeah, we'll it's, we'll it's, be doing this again. So Yeah, yeah. yeah the city's <laughs> been good to me. It yeah. really has. I was yeah. I was intimidated to come to it. There's a point where you're a big fish in a small pond. Mm. A small pond. Pond. Yeah. <laughs> that was my <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> That's how I say golf whenever golf. I say golf. I'm going to yeah, go for a jag. Golf. golf. Yeah. Yeah. But here, it's intimidating, but it's been the city's been good. Yeah. Cool. And uh, how important has Chicago been to like tattooing in general for you? I feel like a pretty central place. Like people yeah. who want to tattoo here, they'll, they're happy freedom. to come. Freedom. There is freedom here. Yeah. yeah. There is. Like when you were in Indiana, people aren't trying to like spend two extra days out there. You know what I mean? Or talk like, you down on your price or, I don't know, can you give me a swastika? Like, yeah. No. Yeah, not I, so much that that happened in I a private studio yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. Right? First, I don't know what a swastika is. <laughs> Said with a little more twang than that. Swastika? Power. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. All right. Well, you got any uh, any more words you want to say to the people out there? <laughs> not really. I thank you for doing this, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thanks um, for coming over here and doing it. It's not like me to do it, so it, it's been... Yeah. David. Uh, David's hard to do research on with interview stuff, um, even though I didn't really need to research too much because I know you pretty well. Um, and yeah, you haven't done like a ton of interviews. You just show um, your work, right. but there's not like a ton of like Q&A and stuff. So I hope anybody who enjoys your work would you know, like enjoy just kind of hearing some of the insight and background and stuff. But I think it's also really cool to talk to people who had these real humble beginnings and, and are quite in demand for their craft. And I just, I, I've always found that inspiring personally. And I think other people, that's one of the funnest things to hear. I always think people just want to know like, okay, people who have success now, right. were they ever struggling? Like, why, like, how come I don't get to hear about that? And that's such a big part of everyone's story, but rarely do we shine a lot of, of light right. on that because it's just not the glamorous stuff. Or Instagram hasn't been around long enough to see when you were doing to real see the crappy, struggle. Right. Yeah, yeah. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or and you also filtered it out then. To maintain it too, you, there's struggle. I mean, yeah. it's always, it's always yeah. beautiful struggle. David, what is your Instagram, your Twitter, your website? Give uh, people a way to go find your Instagram, work. bad bitch alert. <laughs> Und- bad, <laughs> underscore, <laughs> underscore. Um, it's just David Allen. Okay. Instagram is David Allen. Um, my Twitter is Allen Tattoo. Okay. And my then- Twitter handle, my um, Facebook is, I think it's Allen Tattoo. My website is allentattoo.com. And, and this will all be linked up. Tell me really quickly about davidallen.com. David, what is it? davidallen.com? It, it's the, it's the getting things done guy, right? Yeah, it's the getting things done guy. Yeah, you know I what? looked it up before because I wanted to ask you about that. And too. I'm number two, man. And I'm, I'm okay with that because there are a lot of David Allens. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you got David problem. Allen getting things done. He's an organizational guru. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're an organizational guru. Yeah, right? no way. <laughs> No, no, right. no. He's cool. He's yeah. he's he's a great. That's funny though. I was like, guy. I gotta ask. I actually, I'm gonna try and do that with uh, everyone. I was thinking like the domain name question is pretty fascinating. ChuckAnderson.com's. I want to. It might be Chevy Ford or Chevy dealership. Nice in like Missouri or something like that. And I've wanted that domain name since sophomore year of high school. When the like one of the first times I had real access to internet at my school, I remember going to ChuckAnderson.com and yeah. I was like, damn it, someday I'll try and get that. And I've how sent much, emails. How much does he want? No, he, I've never heard back. There's, I just, I think it's probably way too integral to their business right. to like sell it. Why would they? So I sold my. Remember hxc.com. Yeah, that's right. Hxc.com. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was. There's no three letter domain names. Yeah. Thirty five thousand dollars. 
You got thirty. I paid off school debts. Oh my god! Yeah, I bought that's that. The most for inspirational thing I've heard bucks. on this podcast. Let today. me inspire you. Buy a domain name and squat on it. Yeah, but not three-letter domain names anymore. Mm-hmm. That was I was blogging in ninety six. Wait, wait, wait. Let's just repeat that so people who are still listening an hour and fifteen minutes in. Yeah. You, you how much did you buy it for? I think it was thirty-five dollars. Yeah. In do you remember what year that was? 95 oh my god really 96 yeah where did you even buy domain names from then i don't remember register.com it wasn't godaddy that's no no it was registered it was registered hxc yeah and you held on to that and you made a 100,000 percent profit on it yeah it was it was intense or wait no that wouldn't be 100,000 i'm not doing the math it was a very high percentage yeah but you made Uh uh-huh 35k on it have you Mm -hmm. ever told that story before no there you Mm -hmm. go David made it. Now it's like models. It's like women modeling or something. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, hxc.com. hxc.com. If you can try and buy it now, it probably costs 100000 right. if, if not more than Have that. Have fun with That's that. That's crazy. All right. Random. Do you, know, do you own any other good domain names that you're sitting on waiting mm. to do something with right now? Mm. No. Oh. I wish. I, don't, I, I, know, I know a handful of people who own quite a few domain names that I don't think they even do anything with, but like, oh, I got to pick that up. I'll scoop it up. Right. And then just have it. Yeah. And then you pay month, like every year. And Yeah. You're like, ah, yeah. oh, whatever. It's worth it. hundred bucks a year. Cool. All right, David. Yeah. Let's uh, we'll wrap this thing up and uh, check out alantattoo.com. Say hi to David on Twitter at alantattoo. Or wait, yeah, yeah. You're on Twitter at alantattoo. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye. So long. Thank you very much. The music featured in this show is the song Life and Limb by the band Fugazi, and it is used with permission. So thank you, as always, to Ian Mackay, Fugazi, Discord Records, and thank you for listening this long into the show. Why are you still listening? Turn this off. Thanks a lot. Bye. Lifeandlimb.com.